Welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. for this week's episode. Uh, Today we talked to Steve from Ohio. He had a really interesting UFO experience that he shares with us on the show. Um, He even discusses how he got some validation or confirmation for it by overhearing a stranger's conversation about the same uh, sighting. So other people had been seeing it. So that's pretty cool. Um, And you know how most episodes go. We get into a couple other topics and just, you know, brainstorm together. I I love doing it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. So here we go. Hello, my name is Steve from Ohio, and I had a couple stories to share uh, that have to do with the paranormal. Um, The first one took place, uh, I think it was the late 90s or early 2000s. A couple friends and I would uh, ride bikes or go jogging late at night. Uh, our schedules were, were pretty busy, so we would get together uh, usually around midnight or so and just ride around the neighborhood. Uh, one night, I think it was in the fall, we were uh, riding bikes around the neighborhood for about an hour or so, and we ended up at a park near our house. Um, we decided to just sit on the swings and discuss some things going on, work, things like that. Uh, as we are getting up to leave... Right next to the park, there's a there's a field, and towards the back of the field, there's this little wooded area. Well, as we were leaving, one of my friends uh, kind of exclaimed, man, what's that? So we looked up, and above the trees, there were three lights in the shape of a triangle, three, uh, three like orbs, basically. They were yellowish, yellowish orange, kind of, kind of twinkling. And uh, so we immediately... We had we had discussed UFOs before. We had just, you know, we were very into the paranormal, uh, scary stories, ghost stories, everything. So we immediately, I think, it was on all our minds that this wasn't this wasn't anything normal. So uh, we started asking questions. So we're like, man, what is that? Is it an airplane? And we were like, no, it's not an airplane. There was no noise. It was completely silent. Um, and then. Someone had asked, is it a helicopter? We said, no, there's no way it's a helicopter. We would hear it. And it, it actually seemed really low, like it was right above this tree line. So as we're sitting there, it, was, it probably lasted a couple minutes. Well, as we're staring at it, the two bottom lights started to kind of go outward, 
and the middle light that was at the top started to come down. So it was it was forming a straight line of three lights. As it was as it was moving, it started to go behind the tree line, so we were kind of losing uh, losing sight of it. So as it was going down, I my house was really close to where this happened, so I said, let's run to my house and grab my car, and we'll drive behind the wooded area to see what we could see. So we drove, ran to the house, drove back. Unfortunately, we didn't see anything. Um, but uh, the next day, I was at work, and there was a parent of uh, some of the kids I was teaching at the time. Um, and I just heard her talking to someone else about, and I heard her say UFO. So I went over and asked her, and she said that in the middle of the night, she had gotten up to, uh, to do something, let the dog out or something. And she said she looked up, and she said she saw three lights in the form of a triangle starting to move. And so I asked her about it, and uh, I, I asked her, like, specific questions, like, which way were you staring? What, you know, which way do you, does your house face? And it was, it was, it had to be the same thing. Uh, so I told her what I had saw. We talked about it for a few minutes, but uh, so it was, it was, it was very scary just because we knew it was nothing uh, that we had seen before and something that we could tell. It wasn't an airplane. It wasn't a helicopter. It was nothing that seemed man-made. It was, it was a very scary experience. Yeah, that sounds pretty freaky too. And especially knowing not only did you have a couple of friends to validate it, but someone that you weren't with also saw it. So, you, right, no question that something was there. Um, let me ask you: uh, the three lights, with the one higher in the center initially, do you think it was one craft and it tilted forward to see the lights align, or do you think there were three separate lights? Through separate craft. Yeah, so we we discussed that as well, and afterwards we kind of determined that it was three different ones. I mean, only because they weren't moving so uniformly. Like if it was one craft, I feel like they would have like it. Like the two bottom lights seemed to have moved first. Now, I mean, that obviously that could be you know from the angle we were looking at, or you know many different reasons, but. Uh, we ultimately decided that it looked like three separate orbs moving together. That's, that's really crazy. Um, yeah. Did, let me ask you, was this around water by chance? Like, no, it's, it, um, well, where we, I live uh, in a city called Toledo and it is actually like a port, uh, a port city. Um, so yeah, there. Is, not, I mean, I wouldn't say that the the water is you know relatively close to where we are, but there are lots of uh, the Great Lakes meet up right there. So yeah, there is a lot of a lot of water nearby. Yeah, I I just wanted to ask that because I've heard a lot of people. You know, I've had a lot of people message me lately, and it seems like there's a a definite connection with water on a lot of these accounts on the East Coast. You know, or or towards yeah. the and it's just, I don't know. I just thought I would ask that. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very, uh, I do see that it is common. And actually, a couple of years ago, I had uh, read some articles about how uh, some people believe or see UFOs going into water a lot. 
I think there's some belief that there could be, you know, underwater bases or things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Would Would you want to see something like that again? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I would at the time, you know, we didn't have cell phones or anything like that to take pictures, but I think now I would be, I would be ready to, you know, snap a video or a picture. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Did you believe in UFOs and stuff like that before this experience? Yeah. Well, ever since I was younger, uh, I have three older sisters and I think they, uh, I think maybe when I was younger, they liked to try to scare me a lot, but we were all very into, uh, you know, ghost stories and Bigfoot and UFOs. So yeah, we were, we were very into that, uh, that kind of thinking. So (laughs) it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I think, I mean, I'm going to give it a, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that I'm glad you had that experience then, you know, uh, if it's, you know, it, it hit different people in different ways, but uh, I eat it up right. too. I love it. Any opportunity I get to see something like that, I would I would take it. Yeah, and it, it was just like a couple of years ago I was thinking because I do spend a lot of time reading about, about the paranormal and, and supernatural, and I like I kind of caught myself thinking like, man, I've never had an experience like that. And then when I actually thought about it, I was like, yeah, I guess I I have had a few different strange things happen. Well, why don't you tell me about uh, some of those other strange things? Okay. One other uh, pretty interesting thing when I was, uh, it was also in the, probably the early nineties. My family and I, we would take, uh, we would take a vacation up into Michigan and uh, there's a city, I think it's a pretty well-known city called Traverse city. And it was a, a cabin near Traverse. I don't think it was in Traverse city, but near Traverse city. And it was, if I'm getting the name correct, I think it was called flat Lake. And it was a little lake and it had um, some cottages and cabins around the shore. So we would go there. Uh, we went there for a few years every summer. And uh, the cabin was right across from a forest. And I don't know what the name of the forest was. I didn't even know then. I'm sure I could find it out now, but I just, I haven't looked it up. So it was a pretty, I remember pulling up when we first got to the cabin and seeing this forest. And it just, it, I don't know if it was because I was younger, but it gave me a creepy feeling. It just looked, to me, it looked strange. I don't know, like I said, if that's being younger or what. But so one day it was towards evening, we were just eating dinner. And I told my parents, I said, I'm going to go for a walk you know, in the, in the forest just to see, you know, see what I can see. So I had some, put on my headphones as I was walking across the street. Like I said, the forest is right across the street from our cabin. And as I entered the forest, it was, it was, it seemed normal. You know, I saw a squirrel. Actually, I think that was one of the first times I've ever seen a black squirrel uh, because where I'm from, they're brown, but whatever. Uh, so I saw some squirrels, you know, heard the birds, everything normal, normal. So, put on my headphones, turn the music up, you know, just walk in thinking about different things. And then, like I said, about 10 or 15 minutes into the walk, I started to get a really, just a really creepy feeling. And immediately I felt like something, like someone was watching. I felt like I was being followed. So I, I just kept walking, um, trying to ignore it. And then it, it became very overwhelming. So I real quick, like pulled the headphones down. And it was completely silent, like no noise. Uh, no, I didn't see any animals running around. Like I said, it was almost like the wind. It was it was still, like very still. Like almost, 
like you feel when it's still like that, like something's about to happen. You just can't tell. So you have the sixth sense telling you something's going to happen. And I felt like I was being watched. I don't, that's just how I felt. So all of a sudden the loudest crashing noise, it sounded like, it sounded like a bunch of trees were falling all at once. Super loud. I'm sure I, I jumped almost out of my skin. So I, I heard the crash and, Right as, right after the crash had, like, subsided, I heard running, like, running away from me in the opposite, opposite direction. And it was, like I said, bipedal. Like, it was, it sounded like a large human, I guess I would say, running. I turned and ran the other way and, and got out of the woods as quick as I could. I ran home, ran into the cabin, uh, told everyone what happened, and they just kind of, kind of shrugged it off, laughed it off. And I actually talked to my dad about it and he, he suggested maybe that it was an animal. And that's at the time I wasn't thinking anything weird or strange. I just thought it probably was an animal. Maybe, I don't know if there's bears in that part. I don't know. But, uh, so I assumed it was an animal and then it wasn't until later hearing different, uh, different accounts of people seeing Bigfoot or having Bigfoot encounters. I thought maybe it could, and like I said, I'm not saying I definitely, you know, saw or heard Bigfoot that day. It just, it was very strange and very eerie. Yeah. Anything crashing at you would be, uh, that'd be a frightening experience, especially if you don't get a chance to see it. Yes. Wow. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of weird things that go on around upper that, that's upper michigan right yes yes yeah there's there's a lot of strange stories up there um there there are some bigfoot stories and i don't know if you get into the whole dog man topic but there uh there's a lot of michigan dog man stories too so. yeah I'm, i've i've heard a lot of those recently i think that's very interesting because at first when i first heard that i thought it was kind of silly but um I've heard a lot more evidence recently that seems kind of profound. But um, I also, on Sasquatch Chronicles, there was, um, I think there was an account that I heard where uh, uh, someone saw or had a Bigfoot encounter, and it was at the Sleeping Bear Dunes, which is right near where we stayed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think that, like, that's, I thought that was very, uh, I thought that was kind of exciting. Like, man, that. I had I had some kind of evidence that maybe there was some kind of encounter there, and then when I heard that uh, that a couple people had seen it or seen a Bigfoot at the Sleeping Bear Dunes, I kind of put two and two together. Do you happen to remember which episode number, like what episode number that is? Oh man, I don't. I really don't. I just I'm like a member, and I was just kind of surfing through older. I know it was an older one. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I I just thought you know. Maybe I could just hop on there and check it out, but I, I just, uh, I just became a member over there on Sasquatch Chronicles um, after my interview. Oh, okay. Wes, yeah, Wes put me on his show, and it really helped my podcast out so much, man. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I owe him big time. So, but I'll get on there and I'll check it out. <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm really excited to tell you about our new sponsor on the show. It's Hemp Bombs, the CBD company. Um, they make a wide assortment of CBD gummies. Um, they make pet treats now. Uh, they have CBD to help with maybe arthritic pets, pets with anxiety. Uh, they even make it in a lip balm and lollipops. They have it all. They have uh, topical solutions as well. Um, hemp Bombs have been around for years. And they've recently, over for well about a year ago now, they've revamped their gummies. Um, so now there's more product for the same price. Um, so that that makes them the best priced CBD in the industry per milligram. Uh, they're the only CBD company that manages their entire supply chain from seed to sell. Everything's done in-house. They do have third-party lab testing facilities to help validate the potency. So it, it's all across the board complied with. Um, they're located in over 25,000 stores nationwide and even some sold overseas. CBD gummies like this, they they work in a, a, a wide array. Um, it's not just the gummies, but from personal experience. These gummies helped me out with my arthritis pain from my old Air Force days. They helped me to sleep better. Um, they helped my father, who has been on prescription sleep meds forever, to sleep better. Uh, now, I'm not recommending that you quit your prescriptions or anything like that. But these gummies, they you know, they really help supplement anything that you need. Um, they help with balancing your mood, help you to focus. Um, no matter what ails you, it seems to me like these CBD gummies go you know they they cover it all i love them um there's a huge like i said a huge product assortment to help you you know find the product that works best for you and a 30-day money-back guarantee so if you don't like the product just whatever you're not using you know contact the company and let them know if you use my promo code uh, it's coupon code bump 20 that's b-u-m-p 20 It'll give you 20% off your entire purchase site-wide, no matter what you get. Um, I'm, I'm getting my gummies by the quantity of 100. You know, I feel like as, as much as I use them, as often as I've been, you know, taking them every day, you know, I, I like to buy in bulk so I don't have to worry about it. But big purchase or small, 20% discount by using the, prim, the promo code BUMP20. All right, now we'll go ahead and get back to the show. I have one more thing, one more thing I, want, I wanted to try to hit uh, the different sure. the different topics there. So I did Bigfoot and UFO, so I have uh, a ghost story that I think is pretty interesting. Uh, where I work, I work with um, a lot of people. I work long hour shifts. I work at a certain automotive uh, factory here in, in Ohio. And so we work long shifts. We're on the assembly line, so we talk. We talk a lot, and I ask different people. Um, like when we get bored, I'll ask, like, do you have any, you know, stories about ghosts or Bigfoot UFOs just because that's what interests me. And I have a friend there named Eddie, really good guy. And, uh, he told me that it was 
I would say this about five years ago, he said he he moved to Colorado. He moved in with his uncle. And I guess the reason why is his uncle's wife had recently passed away. I think she had cancer or she was sick, something. Uh, she she passed away right in the house that, that his uncle lived in. Um, and she wanted to be home when she passed away. Well, Eddie moved there with his uncle to help him out. You know, he was going to, he planned on moving out of that apartment, but he wanted his, you know, his nephew to come with him and help him out. So Eddie said, as soon as he moved in, his uh, uncle had him sleeping on the couch. And he said, unfortunately, this is the only place, you know, I have for you to sleep. And he said, I do want to tell, you know, it's where, it's where my wife passed away on this couch. You know, she wanted to be home. And Eddie he wasn't at the time he said he didn't really, you know, believe in things like paranormal. So he said it didn't bother him, but he said immediately when you moved in, weird things started to happen. Uh, they would hear noises, uh, voices, scratching noises, just different things. Um, he said they would talk about it, but it wasn't really anything that frightened them. Uh, he said his cousin that, you know, obviously was the son of the, the that and uncle, that he had had a strained, a strained relationship with his mother, the one that had just passed away. He said when him and his uncle would leave to go shopping or, you know, wherever, out to eat, when they would come home, he said sometimes it would look as though someone was in the apartment going through it. He said the one common thing was that the picture of that son that she had a, had a strained relationship was always in the middle of the floor. And he said it was weird because the first time they saw it, he said it looks like someone took this picture off the wall was like looking at it and then got startled and dropped it right in the middle of the floor. So a lot of weird things, you know, were going on. And he said, one, the biggest thing that happened, he said they would be in the kitchen eating and in the other room, the coffee table right by the couch where he slept, he said it would sound like it kept getting moved, that they would hear it like being scooted across the floor. So him and his uncle would walk in there and the table would be moved a little bit. You know, they would, whatever, they would forget about it. A couple of days later, same thing. They'd be in the other room, hear the table getting moved, hear the chair around the table getting moved. Same thing, scratching noises. They would hear scratching noises, and they would always think it was coming from that table. Well, anyway, so weird things happen, noises, things like that. Well, about, uh, he said he lived there for a couple of months, I believe. Well, finally, it was time for them to move out of the apartment. They got all their affairs in order. And he said that table that caused, he said that was the cause of most of the the experiences that he would hear this coffee table. So he said when they went to move, when they went to, to grab the coffee table, they flipped it over and underneath was a note that his wife had written underneath that table to her husband, you know, how much she loved him, how much she was going to miss him, saying she would always be with him, you know, even after she passed on. So it it was a very it was a very kind of creepy story when he first told me that story I got goosebumps. Uh I told a couple other people that story at work and same response I said they got goosebumps. So I I really appreciate it. Appreciated that story. It was a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. It's like she was uh shaking the table like, Hey, take a look. <laughs> yeah, know? right, right. Yeah, that's what he said. He said uh she was like, you know, making that sound pretty often trying to get them to look and finally they saw it <laughs> wow wow i I love stories like that you know because it's it's nothing evil or anything it's just uh 
it's almost heartwarming, you know, to know that there's something, there's still some kind of connection there. Um, even, right. Even yeah. after they passed on, you know, I I love that. Yeah, he said he they were never they were never like scared or frightened. They you know it was like you said it was heartwarming and it was good to know that that maybe she was still there in some form or respect. What? Well, how do you think that all works with with the other side with the paranormal? Um, what what is your take on ghosts or spirits? See, I don't know. I had mentioned to you that you know I'm a Christian. I was raised as a Christian and. So, you know, I do believe in, in heaven and hell. I believe when you die, you know, you in some way go to heaven or hell. That's something that's always been kind of, uh, kind of, it makes me think, I don't know, I really don't know. I, I don't, I would never say I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen one of an experience like that. Uh, but I, I don't know. That's That's something like UFOs and Bigfoot are things that I can, I can wrap my brain around, but ghosts it really throws me for a loop. What do you think? What's your opinion on that? Well, um, my opinion might be a little different, but you know, I'm I'm a Christian too. But okay. I I feel like um, ghosts. Um, I don't know how to word it either. Let me let me try. I think okay. <laughs> when, when, when you deal with the paranormal, I think there's different different things you're dealing with. For me personally, I feel like you know there are demonic activities. You know, there's there's true evil out there, and that might right. some of the uh, you know poltergeist activity or something like that. It might be just a like a low level pesky little demon kind of thing. But as far as ghosts go, I feel like we as people. We have a spirit, and we have a soul. I think our our soul is tethered to God, and that's what you know will go in front of judgment and uh, goes on. I also believe, though, um, and this is where I lose a lot of people in the Christian faith. Uh, for me personally, I believe in reincarnation. I believe that our soul continues until the return of God um, for us to try to reach enlightenment, for us to have that uh, kind of purgatory karma kind of effect of you have to try to better your soul and you get chance after chance until judgment day because it's hard for me to wrap my head around dying and going to heaven and then when God returns to judge people well, I don't I don't understand how he would pull us from heaven to cast judgment and then send us back or you know what I mean I just get kind of in the weeds but I'm I'm not a biblical scholar, so I don't really know. There might be an answer in there somewhere that I just haven't seen. But, right. But for spirit, I believe that a spirit might be our physical energy. You know, um, energy never ceases, so it'll continue no matter what. So even after we die, that release of energy has to go somewhere. Um, okay. I, maybe it can manifest itself. I don't understand really um, a lot about residual or intelligent hauntings. What, why there is a difference? If it's, if yeah. it's an, you know, unintelligent energy, if it's just a, a force or an imprint on on this dimension or whatever, then it would seem like it would be like a record repeating itself, and your energy is just kind of trapped in that loop. 
I don't know. I have no way of knowing in this world how the interactive spirit can even exist, but I believe it does. Um, right. Yeah. And it, and it, especially in the Bible, you know, in Revelation, there's there's a lot in there, and it's it's a lot to unpack, and it, it's kind of you know it can be confusing, but uh, that's interesting belief, and I do. Um, you know, in the beginning of the Bible, it's that God says that uh, let us make man in our image. So that I always think about that because I feel like that is God saying he resembled us in some form, like a human form. But in, I kind of believe uh, similarly that the spirit or the soul is energy. I, don't, I mean, I don't want that to sound too, you know, metaphysical, but it. I, I mean, my daughter was asking me the other day what, you know, like, how old are we when we die? You know, you know, I don't know. We don't know how old we're going to be when we're in heaven or, you know, wherever. So it is it is a question that you don't you don't know, and it's hard to kind of grasp get an understanding of that. But yeah. I think to dismiss the spiritual world or to say, like, you know, ghosts don't exist, I think that's silly because we, we obviously know that there there is that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, don't be afraid of getting metaphysical because if you look, if you think about it, the Bible is full of metaphysical activity, you know, or, right, or, right. or thoughts. You know, I was I was reading this morning about um, John the Baptist. Well, he was the second coming of Elijah. Yes. So that is reincarnation, you know, in a literal sense. It was. A, a second time around, you know, as a different person. So I, that is I, true. I have to believe it, you know. It's like, but that's right. about my faith, you know. I'm not going to try to push my faith on anybody else. But for me, it all makes sense, man. You know. Yeah, it does. I mean, when you put it that way, it does. Uh, it does. <laughs> it does make sense. I used to. I used to believe a few years ago. I had a theory in it, and I wasn't. You know, I wasn't all in on this theory, but. I kind of felt like, um, you know, like I said, we when we die, we go through judgment, we go to heaven, or we go to hell. And I kind of, and you know, you hear people that'll say, well, like when you die, you become a ghost. Like you might become a ghost, you might haunt your house, whatever. So part of me felt like maybe that was, you know, whether it's uh, Satan or the devil, whatever you whatever you want to refer to him as, just fooling people. I kind of, I like I said, I mean believe this fully is just a theory I had that what if all ghosts, all hauntings, everything was Satan just like saying, kind of putting proof out there that like, look, when you die, you just become a ghost. Nothing happens. You don't go to heaven. You don't go to hell as a way for him to try to trick people from God. You know, that theory can make sense too. Uh, right. That's his goal, right, is the absence of God, is to, to, to separate you from God. Yes, maybe that. Maybe you're onto something there. That's that's what I love about these kind of discussions. Uh, you know, and you don't have to be a theologian to have them. You don't have to even no. be. You don't even have to be a Christian or uh, Jewish or Muslim or whatever your religion is. This is a topic that is open to discussion for anybody. Uh, if you're atheist or whatever, it don't matter. Because right. if you're listening to a podcast like this one then you already believe in fringe topics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So you, exactly. you can't just 
absolutely shut the door and get, you know, mad at somebody if they think one thing's a little bit different than you do. Reality, I say it all the time, reality is subjective. If I believe it and you don't, that means my reality is different from from yours. So that's true. That's true. we can't get mad at people for having a different world to live in, you know. No, no, and it's that's that's exactly true. I've had a lot of conversations lately about how you can never live someone's else someone else's life. You don't know you don't know how they're how they're experiencing life. You will never know that, and that's something we can never understand. I guess is how other people view life, their experiences, everything. You're right, and if people would understand that before they get mad. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. <laughs> it would be a lot easier of a place to get around in, would it? Yes, and you know something really quick. Uh, another kind of little short story. My my mom passed away a few years ago, and uh, the day after she died, uh, I had a dream. In my dream, I was driving in my car, and she had called me on the phone. I answered my cell phone ring. I answered it, and it was her. And then my dream, you know, I. I got emotional. I was like, oh, you know, oh my God, you're alive. And and she said on the phone, she said, yeah, yeah. She said, I'm okay. I'm fine. She said, tell your sisters everything's fine. And she did, in the dream about something kind of creepy, she said, and I'll see you soon. And I said, okay. And I hung up the phone, and then I woke up. But so to me, I kind of was like, okay, well, is that a message, you know, from her saying everything is good, you know, whatever I got to the other side, okay. Or, uh, you know, was it just my subconscious, you know, telling me that, you know, everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine? Man, I consider those visitations, and I'm I'm sorry for your loss, but thank I, you. I do, I do consider those visitations. Um, maybe it just makes me feel better, but you know, I I've, I've lost people I'm really close to also, and when I get a little dream like that or just see something out of place and then they pop in my head immediately. I figure hey, that maybe that's just a little nod that you know, they're thinking about me too. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I was younger in church, the church I went to when I was younger was, and it's a good church, don't get me wrong, but they had very, they had certain beliefs and it was kind of like, you don't believe this, then, you know, then there's something wrong with you. So, when I was younger, I'd always think, well, that's not going to happen. You know, people don't, don't die and then speak to you from, you know, from the grave, but it's just in reality, I mean, any certain person can read the Bible and you're going to, you're not going to understand it the same. You're not going to get the same thing out of it. So we don't, we don't really know a hundred percent this happens, hundred percent this doesn't happen. We know the main things, but we don't know the details. Right. Right. And it's, that's the thing. That's why they have, uh, so many religions that call themselves, you know, under the umbrella of Christianity. Christianity, um, yeah. So many true. different denominations because they interpret certain parts of the Bible, or they choose to accept these things, or they interpret something a different way uh, to the point of a whole small religion popping out of it. You know, a whole denomination of that religion popping out. And I don't, I don't know how it works with. Uh, say Islam. I don't know if you know if they don't follow the Quran completely, if they decide to take a different interpretation of it, if if they're able are there smaller sects 
of Islam, I don't know. Um, Judaism, I don't know. But I know as far as Christianity goes, uh, you can drive around here in southern West Virginia and find like six different denominations and then non-denominational churches. You know, it's just like right. everything's <laughs> open, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think for Judaism and, and Islam, I think they're – I don't think there's different as far as what they – but I think there's different – like some people are more devout. Some people are are less devout of the – of different things, but I don't, yeah, I think you're, you're, you hit it right on the head there. Well, Steve, I really, I appreciate you calling me and getting on here. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today? No, I think that's it right now. I was really nervous, so I apologize, but, uh, Oh no, you're good, man. Um, if I, you know, I'll try to gather some more stories and, and send you an email to say pique your interest, but, I, I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. It was it was great. It was a lot of fun. I told a lot of people about it, so hopefully you'll get some some more listeners there. Hey, please do. <laughs> please keep spreading the word. That's that's the only way people are going to find out. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just another big bald guy with a podcast talking about strange stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there's room for me out there to keep growing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast. I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, If you have a story that you'd like to share, please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. That's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. It, you can find it as The Bump Podcast or The Bump Podcast Bigfoot on Teespring. I have lots of merch. I got a whole lot more coming out. Um, all of the artwork, I'm doing it myself. I'm designing everything myself. So it's a, it's a lot of work on my end, but I'm just hoping that I put something out there that you guys can enjoy. So thanks again for listening, and don't stop believing.